I think it's really important that people start out playing safe. So, so we want to start with obviously <laughs> it's gonna be the girls are still wearing the clothing, unfortunately. A fantasy of mine is like a gay thing. That's just hot to me. This week, uh, we have a Tara topic. We're going to talk about being... Tara topic. It's a Tara topic. Okay, <laughs> so, bitches. Love you. Wow. Tara gets saucy. Welcome to Sex Uninterrupted with Tara and James. I'm Tara. And I'm James. And we are your sexy swinging lifestyle hosts. We host our weekly show to empower you to explore your sexuality and learn more about consensual non-monogamy. We made a decision that we did not want to fit the societal norm when it came to relationships, dating, and sex. We wanted to open things up. So that's just what we did. Since 2013, we have explored consensual non-monogamy and have never looked back. If you're looking for more after the show... James is making faces at me. <laughs> Be for sure to get social with us. Our Instagram is sex.uninterrupted and you can follow all of our advice and stories that we share. You can also go to Twitter at sxuninterrupted or Facebook by searching up Sex Uninterrupted. Or go to our website at sexuninterrupted.com. Thanks, James. And then the smoke show. Uh, this week, we have a strain from Tilray called the Warlock CBD. Warlock CBD is a high CBD variant of Warlock, a plus CBD hybrid strain. This strain is believed to originate from Holland. It's 13% THC and 11% CBD. And a review from Lyft.co shares, this has become my favorite strain. The balance of THC and CBD is perfect. Calming, non-zonked, a great balance. The smell is really sweet sweeter than my last batch maybe due to the slightly higher potency for what i pay at tilray with compassion discount this stuff can't be beat 10 out of 10 okay yeah he must really like that stuff i guess so <laughs> and today the topic is about getting nude in the lifestyle because there can be a lot of nakedness when it comes to lifestyle it can happen when you're getting naughty in a playroom or while enjoying pizza on the beach in jamaica for many, it's liberating and provides them with a sense of freedom, but for some, it can be downright nerve-wracking and create pangs of anxiety. So how do people do it? How do you get over bearing it all? This week, we are excited to share two interviews with members of the Young Swingers Week crew to help tackle some of these insecurities. Kate Max and Charlie and Arian from Sex Because each share advice when it comes to body image issues and get real with us when it comes to comparing yourself to others. We also reveal our own stories about getting nude in public for the first time and how our own insecurities came into play. Hopefully, by the end of the show, you'll be excited to take it all off. And now, on to the interview with Kate. Our first guest today is a model, actor, on-air personality, feature exotic dancer, MC, host, seductress, and all-around entertainer. You can often find her at sex clubs and resorts, Young Swingers Week, or running around naked on any beach she can find. She embodies the act of releasing into the feminine energy inside of all of us and leaves a trail of sparkles wherever she goes. Please welcome Kate Max to our show. Hey, guys. Hello. Thank you so much for taking time to come on the show today. Anytime. I'm stoked. <laughs> yeah. So are we, yes. actually. Yeah. Because it's like, this is actually the countdown episode for Young Swingers Week, which is where we met you. Our right. Our first time. I know. Was that a year ago already? 
No, that was in March. Oh, March. That was March. <laughs> that feels long. It feels long in between each time that we go. So long we might be stoners, <laughs> right? Ugh. Fully admit that one. <laughs> totally. So, um, did I miss anything in my introduction? Since it technically came from you, though. <laughs> um, yeah, that it was a mouthful. So, yeah, you can just say like professional naked person. That's like my blanket title that I made up professional naked person i like it yeah i like that nowadays you can just kind of do whatever you want and own yeah. it yeah it's a, it's a cool time to be like a naked person a slut a hoe whatever you want to be it's a really cool time i think it is i definitely am having fun <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of actually what our topic is about this week because a lot of people want to embrace that inner hoe, that inner slut, that naked person, but sometimes body image is a big thing that keeps them from experiencing that. And being a professional naked person, I'm sure that that you've experienced all sort of emotions when it comes to being naked. What was your first experience like being naked in front of like a group of people? Uh, my very, very first experience was actually um, at a nude photo shoot. And because I was a rookie model at the time, I wasn't booking very many paid gigs. So I was booking these workshops. And what they are is like these uh, photographers come in and I don't know, there's any from, from like 10 to 50 and they all rotate and take pictures of you. And being a rookie, the only thing I could book was a nude photo shoot. So... I just kind of jumped right in. It was, but it was, it had such a like, not clinical feel to it, but such a like methodic <laughs> kind of feel that it wasn't really sexy. It was just really hot under all these lights, but I still had all those same concerns. Like my stomach looks fat. When I sit like this, I get rolls. Like, you know, there's lumps, bumps, whatever, bruises everywhere. There was still a lot, a lot of insecurity going on the first time. And I was, I was young. I was like 19. So, I mean, I wasn't comfortable. I didn't really know how to own anything that I had mm -hmm. at the time. So it, it was stressful, but it was, I, I kind of did it on purpose. Like I put myself in a situation that I couldn't back out of once I was there. It was like, once you're there, you just have to push forward rather than run out the door. So it, it was a safe environment. It was good. It was professional, but it was still really, really nerve wracking. Well, you're so vulnerable. Yeah, right? And you're under all these lights. And it's not just like you're walking on a beach and mm -hmm. people might be looking at you. Like, it's like they're definitely looking at you. They're definitely judging you. They're definitely telling you like, hey, if you sit like that, like your butt looks terrible. So you have to move. Yeah. There's like a lot of things coming at you at once. But I think after doing something like that, um, it kind of toughens you up. You know, you just realize that, yeah, I'm going to have like roles if I sit a certain way or like, yeah, stretch marks exist and they're right there. Yeah. And that's kind of what was going to lead me into the next question was how did you go, go from like being so young and vulnerable, naked for your first time to where you are now, like emceeing with a mic in your hand in front of a group of like 250 other naked people without, without those insecurities stopping you? Well, I think after that first experience, I kind of just jumped right in because it felt like a good fit. Like it wasn't really a conscious thought, but I was like, I'm strangely comfortable doing this. Like after the 
that first shoot, I felt like I was high, you know, like it wasn't like I wanted to throw up or like, what did I just do? I'm disgusting. Like what if my parents find out? It was like this like door just opened up like, Oh my God, this is cool. Let's keep just doing this. And then as life progressed, I got booked for more nude photo shoots, like, uh, like HBO and Skinamax, like soft course, late night stuff, music videos. And then it always turned into being naked and, in front of a whole bunch of people. So, you know, I was like, well, you know, like you're, you're filming the softcore porn, but, and it looks hot, but there's like 20 dudes in the room holding lights and like mics and cameras and directors yelling at you. So it's, it's almost like, it, it's like a weird experience, like in the sense that you're going through the motions, but maybe not everything's registering because so many things are happening at once. And then after it all just sinks in. So, once it's already done, it's not as scary. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good point. I yeah. think that's kind of like how we, like when we got in front of the first time we ever got in front of the lights, it was like this, like, ooh, okay. Like lights are hot. It's like, yeah. like in your face, it's right there. And then all of a sudden it was like, but this is what we, like we do this. Yeah. Like, it just became sort of easy to get naked in front of other people. It did feel rather natural to me too. Yeah. And it never felt weird to me, even at Hito or any other place that we've been naked to be naked. But typically, we're surrounded by other naked people. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Like, yeah. I, I think that's part movies. of it, too, right? Like, it's definitely easier to ease in when everyone else is doing it, and you're not just the naked person. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> that's actually one thing I liked about Hito was, you know, one side is optional, but one side does you know, enforce it and require you to be naked. And I like that. I like that everybody can. I think it's cool to see the older generation that's there too. Like what they've got, because it's easy to say now when we're young and like fit that, yeah, I feel comfortable naked, but to see someone that's twice my age doing it, I'm just like, yeah, that's badass. (laughs) Like that's right there. I fucking love that shit. Like owning, seeing people like that confidence is like it's it's a question it's a question that we're gonna probably ask you but the confidence in somebody when they own their body and they're owning their shit and they're just walking and strutting and like dicks just swinging and balls <laughs> yeah. are just clanging together and you know maybe the tits are just flipping flopping or oh, maybe yeah. they're just staying in the same spot but like with that like walk <laughs> i just want to walk up to them and be like yeah you own that shit right and like it's just so cool to see someone just really comfortable or being able to make fun of certain parts of their bodies that, that maybe they are insecure about, but they've gotten to the point where they're like, yeah, I know this about myself. It's right there. Like, mm-hmm. uh, well, well, and everybody kind of has a flaw too. Mm-hmm. Like everybody, everybody has a flaw for sure. Right? Like whether it be like stretch marks or scars or, you know, anything on their bodies, a mole or a birthmark or. But people have gone through shit. Yeah. yeah. It's a sign of living. Surgeries. Big scars, mm-hmm. yeah. There's tons of those, and I think it's cool that people are rocking them. It's a cool conversation starter, especially in a place where you can see every scar that you have. Yeah, literally. Well, and that like, and that goes to like mainstream media because I can only imagine like in your line of work, body uh, BDD, body dysmorphia disorder. I think that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. It'd be pretty high in your line of work, right? Uh, yeah. I found that um, for certain. Like, since I dabble in so many different professions, I found that uh, when I was uh, 
training a lot in ballet and that type of dance. It was, it was huge in that scene. Um, as far as like uh, the stripping and all that, I, I, it's not as common as you would think just because, mm-hmm. you know, um, pole dancing is a lot of work. And if you abuse and deplete your body like that, you're not going to last very long. So <laughs> in, in that sense, but yeah, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of, I guess, insecurities that come with a business where, you know, your body might be half of what you're selling. Yeah. So yeah, it's like every, even for myself, like I'm comfortable with my body now, but like when I gain five pounds, I'm just like, Oh no, this is just, you know, like this has to stop right now because the further we go down this road, the less money I'm going to make. Yeah. Well, even I expressed that to you about, excuse me, young swingers week in March when we first met, I told you that, um, I was, you know, going through a lot of depression surrounding losing my pet, my dog, and I went to Young Swingers Week with only two weeks notice, so I didn't have the chance to, you know, hop on the five-week beach body and trim up, and I had to go there just fully accepting who I was and what I looked like and just owned it. But how was that for you, though, at the end? Like, how did you feel compared to before and after? Definitely, um, I didn't wear the type of costumes or outfits that I normally would have or put myself out there as much because I definitely felt a little bit more self-conscious about it. And the fact that I was in the spotlight was also uncomfortable, too. And... Coming back, I definitely made a plan to make my health and my mental health a priority after that. Yeah, for sure. Well, like what you're talking about is a lot of self-love. Like if you Mm -hmm. don't necessarily, like there's going to be something that you don't like about yourself. Usually they say in an article that we were reading before we were going through this episode, it was saying that there's always, there's one attribute, one physical attribute of your body that you absolutely dislike. Is that true with you? Yeah, for sure. Can I ask what it is? No, don't ask. Don't, <laughs> James. That is so mean. That's like asking somebody's weight. Okay, no. You can That's ask what it is. Um, only because I'm probably going to make a move and change it soon. I would love to like fix all my teeth and have them like perfect, white, and straight because I've had like quite a bit of dental work done and some of the dentists didn't do the greatest job or it's just like old school methods. And I'm like, I just want to like wipe these babies out and put some like porcelain veneers in. And that would be the one thing that I'm like super self-conscious about. Hmm. I'm sorry I asked, but I'm so happy that you shared <laughs> okay, that. Thank James, you. what's yours? Okay. Mine? Yeah. 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 Well, let's go around the table now. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, uh, the one thing that I dislike about myself is, I guess it would be my balls. What about your balls? It's been I a just, bit since I've seen them, so. Uh, <laughs> you have to be, be, elaborate a bit more. I don't know. I have one ball, like, when I'm not aroused, that just, like, hangs lower than the other one, and it kind of just looks weird. Or from, like. Everybody has that. Yeah. I know, but mine, like, is, like, a full ball lower. Like a ball ball. Like it looks like a, yeah. It's not that obvious. Everybody has that, I think. No, it's like, usually it's, usually it's like, yeah. It's not that noticeable. Oh my God. Whatever. It's one thing that I dislike about myself. Why can't I have that? Fuck you guys. You can (laughs) have it. You can definitely be insecure about it, but I'm just saying that I think that every guy has like one that just likes to hang out a little bit lower. Yeah. No, I know that's true. And I, 
we've talked. That's to, what I was going to say. Like boobs. Well, no, I have like, but I don't Touches know. Like, there's, I don't know. I just don't necessarily look at my body and go, ew, other than my balls. Yeah. Just the balls. Just the balls. You're lucky because you don't, you know, you don't walk around showing off your balls all the time. So like your insecurity is well hidden. Yeah, I, that's that's a good thing for me, and I always wear sacks. I always wear sacks so that they cover the lining of my thing because my one ball hangs lower so that it holds in the sacks. Interesting. I wonder if there's other people out there with like ball insecurities. Well, oh, there's got to sure. be some. There's like you got to think about like there's got to be a dysmorphia disorder about something about right. Your like they said, there's always there's going to be one thing. What's yeah. yours? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it can vary, honestly. It really can, depending on what event even or what I'm wearing. But usually I feel a little insecure about my breasts because I could never go through with getting implants. Maybe a lift, but I mean like, I've always had, you know, bigger breasts and as I get older, they slowly start to drop and they don't, honestly, like a lot of lingerie isn't made for natural breasts. And so a lot of times I feel like I put on lingerie and it's like, oh, well, this doesn't look that good at all. And I don't know, that's a big one for me because I just wish that a normal, like a, a natural woman's body was also, you know, made for lingerie too. Right, because a lot of the lingerie that you wear to swingers parties is that thing that comes in a box. It's like one size fits all, and it's this yeah. like little lacy thing that's like for me, the top's just like way too big, and it's like I don't know what one size this is. And then for you, you're like, how do I hold these things up? With this exactly. Box? Right, like yeah. there's like this little lace string that was like probably like twenty cents to make. So yeah, it's like I feel that way about lingerie, but it comes from the opposite place where it's like, well, I can't fill that out. Like that for. <laughs> Right. And now the new trend is like to have the holes underneath of the boobs. And I'm like, oh, great. So my whole tit's going to like fall out. Right. (laughs) I'm just like eliminated altogether. I'm like pasties for life. That's it. Yes. I love my pasties. Yeah. Yeah, But I think that's a common one. Like I think every woman can say she's felt insecure about her breasts for X amount of time in her life. Yeah. I mean, during my teens, I definitely was like, I need a boob job. I definitely need to. Yeah. And then yeah. I grew out of it. <laughs> Me too. And most men's cock size. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a big one for men. Yeah. So for all the guys that got blessed. Well, you know what? I even have met someone at Young Swingers Week who was very, very blessed. But even him growing up, he was telling me like that he didn't have many um, male friends. He wasn't on any sports team, so he didn't get to see any other like guys naked. And he was always like insecure about his size, thinking that it was tiny. But I mean... Let's just say he's one of the guys on the beach that I picked out, out like, whoa, hey, not tiny. Even if you're well endowed, you're like, oh, maybe that's like not good enough. Or you, it could, you could be treated as a novelty. Yeah. As right? well. Right. And not appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and then, and then I think that goes to the whole thing. Like you do, we do a lot of work at, like you do a lot of work at Young Swingers Week and we're heading down back in October. And the one thing that I, th- I find about Hedo is, is that there is every body type. Oh yeah. Every, every yeah. body type. And some people do stay on the prude side potentially the whole time, but yeah. there is, I think there's that allure. And that's the one draw that I love about Hedo is, is that 
because there's so many people walking around naked and they're like going from the nude side over to the prude side to their like thing and they're just naked walking right through it. A lot of people see that and they're like, fuck, they, they're owning their shit. Yeah. They're owning their shit. I think it's like a slow evolution. They're like, oh my God. I know our first time there, it was like uh, the second day we were walking by and it's like, okay, get up the courage. But y- you start to see everyone and you're like, oh, they look like me. Like, yeah. It's everybody's normal. Yeah, it's just like imagine, like just think about it. It's like you're walking around the grocery store. Everyone yes. looks really normal there, but with their clothes on. But it's like those are the people that you're placing there, except naked. Oh my god! I yes. said that exact same thing when we got home the first time. I said flat out. I was standing in Costco and I said, "Do you think everyone would mind if I took my clothes off?" Because <laughs> I just felt so weird with clothes on the whole time. Because it, it's just the environment there. Like the the culture and everything that's surrounding Hedo that brings the people from that prude side over to the nude side is just phenomenal. And I find it like it is. <laughs> it is like a little energy sucker. Like It on. is. It's like popping a cherry. It's just so much fun. And it's just as fun watching someone else do it for the first time. It's like, oh my God, yes, you're doing it. <laughs> and that's the greatest thing is like people are like seeing that. We're seeing that. And like, you know, there's no body shaming. There's no nothing. It's like, it's not like I'm not going to talk to you because I might not have, I, I like, you know, we might or might not have sex. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Doesn't mean I'm still not going to converse with you because you're still a human being because we're naked. It's the most honest conversations you'll ever have. Yeah. I truly believe that because one, you don't have any labels or brands on you. Like you're just completely bare and you actually have to talk to each other to get to know each other. Like there's nothing visibly about you that you can even guess what this person next to you is like. Yeah. Because there's nothing to see except for we're all wearing the same sunglasses. We're all wearing the same hats. (laughs) So true. And we all have our, our necklaces. necklaces on. That's it, right? That's the only thing that you know is whether you have a hall pass or if you might be bi. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> no, but seriously, thank you so much for all that information. We're actually going to cut to a quick commercial. Which one? We're going to do the question. Yeah, we're going to cut to a quick commercial oh, okay. break. <laughs> and then we are going to cut to Kate in our third segment uh, about our IG questions. So stay tuned after a quick commercial break. This year at Naughty and Nolan's 2019, we had an emotional moment when we were crowned king and queen of the event. NIN is one of our favorite events, and it was an honor to be involved and recognized in the community. Next year, we will be returning to hand off our crowns, and we want you to join. Come to Naughty and Nolan's with us July 8th to 12th, 2020, and see why we keep coming back every year. Plus, when you get tickets through us, we will send you a personal thank you email and add you to our NIN mailing list and help you prepare for NIN 2020. Visit sexuninterrupted.com slash naughty to book today. Welcome back to Sex Interrupted with Taryn James. Our second interview for our show today, our returning guests. These two are true clinical professionals with a passion for life and each other that only equally match by their humorous, lighthearted demeanor and wit. As keynote speakers, they are an entertaining and informative twosome who are as comfortable on the dance floor as they are on stage. Their vast experience in the fields of PTSD, sexual trauma, as well as intimacy and relationship therapy allow for an in-depth teaching and practical direction these two are busy people who are so happy that they took the time out of their busy schedules to chat with us today please welcome from sex because charlie and arian yeah 
You wrote okay. bits and pieces. Yeah, but I was a good ass job of that. I add my flair to it. Yeah, like no, it. it was really good. <laughs> I thought you were talking about someone else. Maybe not Arian. That sounded like Arian. <laughs> she wrote it. Anyways, I just add my... I, <laughs> hey, send us a copy. I give all credit to Tara. Website. She wrote it. <laughs> send it to us so we can put it on our webpage. <laughs> I'll send you the audio clip. Just that. <laughs> so how are you guys? We are good. Yeah, really good. We get to see you guys. So that's yeah. nice. that always makes our day. And we can touch you guys in two weeks. I know, yay! Consensually, is it? <laughs> yes, <laughs> we know what we mean. So uh, <laughs> we're looking forward to seeing. It. Hey, thanks for having us back on the show, though. Really did listen to your show. We saw you guys the other night. It was great. Some of the things you were talking about. Sober September. Yeah, that's been Cheers. fun. Oh, ass. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> We're drinking. We are not. We're drinking water. Yeah. We're giving our liver a break before Young Swingers Week, actually. So are we. (laughs) (laughs) We Our liver liver may go into shock. I don't Uh think that's appropriate for us. Our liver might be ready. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Liver's not ready for all that. So talking about Young Swingers Week um, coming up very soon, we were talking about with Kate in the last segment about body image and how – Kind of Young Swingers Week, well, with Hedo being that half-nude mandatory in the half-clothing optional sort of style resort, it uh, you can see the progression of people, especially when they get there, like kind of like how we were when we first went there in 2015. Um, but we want to kind of talk about a little personal thing about like kind of like the first time you got naked in front of other people and how you kind of felt. Well, the was the first time at Hedo or was it at the nudist resort? <coughs> Probably the nudist resort. I, I think it's at Hedo, though. I mean, not the, in Texas. Yeah, in Texas. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that, which one are you asking? Either or. Either or. Okay. Whatever, just kind of how you yeah. felt in front of other people <laughs> being wow. naked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, well, the first time we actually were naked in front of people in that way, uh, we set up a tent at midnight um, at a place in Texas, mm-hmm. and we woke up, we opened up the tent, it was pitch black. Mm-hmm. When we woke up, there were naked people everywhere. Mm-hmm. We didn't know what to do. We were mm-hmm. like, oh, no. Like, we knew we wanted to do this, but now it's it's very... It's like, real. Yeah. I remember I remember, <clears throat> I remember going to this. It was One, it was in Texas, okay? And we were in Louisiana. <clears throat> and things were a little different uh, for us back then because we were in a little... We had a clinic, a clinic in North Louisiana that was... Uh, was North Louisiana. You guys are in Canada... <clears throat> Racially, there were some different things going on there that probably is not going on in Canada. So to go to a southern Texas <clears throat> nudist resort, sorry, I was a little nervous. I was a little nervous, being honest with you, because all the pictures I saw were a bunch of white people naked. I didn't see one black person naked at all in these photos. And Aaron was like, this looks like a cool place. I'm like, yeah, you're, you're white, so of course you're <laughs> white. Okay, <laughs> and I never fault her for that. Being in a biracial, you know, relationship, I know that when it's like when people come up to me and they say, "Charlie, I was talking to this black guy," and I tell people real quick, I automatically think everyone that you're talking about is black. It's just I see people that look like me. You know what I mean? So you bring yeah. But going to the resort, I remember thinking, "There's going to be a lot of white people that are naked, and I'm going to be the black guy that's naked." And you know what? He was. I was. <laughs> he was the one black guy that was naked. I was the one black guy. guy. There um, was a black girl that was there, but she didn't talk to me because I was the only black guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
okay. So how? The morning and well, okay. And I felt more naked than I've ever felt in my mm-hmm. entire life. Very exposed. Very exposed for multiple mm-hmm. reasons. I had to kind of tell myself that maybe, maybe you're not feeling so naked because you're accustomed to walking around the backyard naked a little bit, and you're always naked with your wife. Maybe what you're feeling is something else. It's not even about being naked. You know what I mean? Maybe it's not about nudity. Maybe it's something else. Well, I didn't have that excuse. I was just nervous. <laughs> <laughs> and she did nervous well. Because she didn't put clothes back on a single time. But I felt personally like a, a little intimidated. Mm-hmm. I really was. That makes sense. I could I could definitely see that. Feeling yeah. it's uh, more vulnerable and... Um, you know, like some some people do have different opinions and some people are racist. And so, yeah. you know, you are definitely subjecting yourself to that by being vulnerable, right? And being the only one, it's kind of hard not to. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, That'd be nerve wracking for sure. It was. And so it added more anxiety to even be the first time of being naked. Now it was the first time of being naked in somewhere that I wasn't comfortable. But, but. I think that the thing that we were able to do, I know I was able to talk to Aria that night in the tent. We set up this tent in the middle of the night, midnight. We drove there that day. Like, we decided that day, you know what, we've talked about this forever, mm-hmm. let's just do it. Mm-hmm. And so we got all of our camping gear that we purchased that day, mm-hmm. and then drove, how many hours? About five hours. Yeah. We drove there, and I remember talking to her in the tent that night saying, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it. <laughs> uh Maybe we should. Maybe I should keep in mind that everyone's not going to be looking at you when you wake up in the morning. When you wake up in the morning and you're walking around naked, everyone's not going to be looking at you because they're more concerned about what's going on with them too. So if you got a hundred people that are naked, mm-hmm. I quickly discovered that most people are more concerned about what they're doing, and you don't know whether you're standing next to a person that's an attorney or you're standing next to a person that's in a rock and roll band. Uh, these people are more concerned about being naked and having a good time because you've been able to shed a lot of that stuff that you're, you're carrying around, namely clothes. So it was pretty cool. After about a day or two, it was. Hey, I'd say that first day there, there was an adjust, adjust, an, an adjustment. So it took, took me about a day to really kind of get comfortable and fall into the feel of everything and just be comfortable naked and not mm-hmm. have that thought in my head. Like, Somebody's looking at me. Uh, am I sitting in a weird position? You know, all these things that mm-hmm. you may think about when you're naked, completely exposed. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think about well, that all the time. I'm like, I don't want to sit cross-legged because then my vagina is like gaping open to everybody, <laughs> you know? Exactly. Like these are the things I think about, right? Well, and, <laughs> but then it's also learning to like come and accept that when you sit a certain way, sometimes you're always going to have a role. Like it's like, it's just no matter how you sit, like yeah. if you sit a little bit curled over, you have a role and it's just understanding that it's like, okay, if you want to, if you want to sit there and look good, but it's like, if I want to be comfortable, I'm just going to sit there. I know it's there. If you want to stare at it, go ahead. It's my yeah. spare tire. <laughs> so lay it, lay it, lay out. one difference between that first time getting naked and young Springer's week too is everybody's coming from different areas around the world. So you're not getting as many clicks or just having one type of person either, right? Like there's different body types, there's different nationalities, there's, there's different um, everything, ages even, right? Like different, you know, some people have natural boobs, some people have fake boobs and it's, it's all, everybody's different, which is nice. And you're almost walking into it. Um, Knowing that it's not going to be just this little click yeah. and you might be sticking out. 
Well, that's the great thing about Hedo is <clears throat> of all the places we've been, and we've been to so many and we won't name them, uh, hedonism is the one place we go where if we want to feel comfortable and feel safe at the same time, it's the best place to be. If you really, truly want to enjoy the naked experience, Tito became our go-to spot. We first went there. We had concerns. I had concerns. Erin had better concerns. They were more descriptive than mine about people running to her with her genitals out. Uh, uh, and I'll let you tell that story. That was your your biggest concern when you went to Tito the first time. Uh, yeah, I really that everyone, like when you walked through the door, like everyone was going to run to you with their genitals out because it's hedonism. They're going like, to run and hit you with it. They're going to hit you with it. Your penis is hitting me in the face. They're going to be so aggressive. What do I do? How do I get it? How do I handle it? I said you're used to penises hitting you in the face. No. Uh, <laughs> so, because it was a concern, we had never been to Eden yeah. before. We just felt like it was going to be this wild party where they meet you at the door and there's, you know, helicopters going on and stuff. But uh, it was nothing like that. We actually made the comment. I remember making the comment to you where I was, I expected to be, when, the first day or two, like, I expected this to be wilder. Yeah. And, but it's so consensual. And it does get wilder if you want it to be. We just didn't go with a group. Yeah. At the, the first our first time. time. Yeah. Us too. Oh, yeah. Same same concept. We we went down, no group, showed up at the tail end of like two groups that were there. So we when we showed up, there was two big groups there. So it was really nice because there were so many people, but like literally halfway through our trip, both those groups left and it was like, whoa. <laughs> it just was nobody there, which is yeah. one of the run things that we always try to do is like when you plan to go to a mm-hmm. place like Hedo, Desire, Temptations, anyone you want to go to, Always look for when there's a group going. If they're not completely selling out, you can go down there. You may not get to experience everything that the group has to offer, but at least you'll know that there's going to be a ton of people there. Mm -hmm. Well, the great thing about it is even when we do it, and I don't mean to make a plug here, but that was the first time. The reason we even got involved with Young Swingers Week is because the first time we ever went to a, a, a nudist resort where we had a great time was with this party. And I didn't know that all this stuff wasn't included. You know what I mean? You didn't know all the DJs and all that stuff wasn't included, the firewalkers or whatever we call those guys. I didn't know all that stuff wasn't included, and that became kind of the bar. So if we got kids, we want to have the best time we possibly can when we leave. So we want to make sure that when we go somewhere, like you said, there's a group there having a party because we feed off that energy. And it makes you forget that you're naked. If you have insecurities about being naked, weight, whatever, when you're with a group of people that are just out there having a good time, you'll forget about it in about two or three minutes and not think about it the entire time. Yeah. Exact same thing that happened to us. No? Yeah. yeah. As soon as we walked over there, we were just like, take it off. And it was just like, wow. And then seeing all the people. And like, I've always said this. And every time I say this, it's so true. The mm-hmm. conversations you have on the nude beach at Hito are the most brutally honest conversations you will ever have. Because guess what? You're staring into each other's eyes because nobody wants to be the guy that's like, hey. <laughs> Wandering eyes. Right? Like, but that's the thing. So it's like, you always going to try to see people from afar if you see them, like, you want to come out, you know, catch, catch an eye. And then, but that's the one thing I find that there's so many body positive people there that like, don't give a shit about like what your body looks like or whatever, but they're always just like, it's about who you are and what you want to bring to the table. And, you know, if you want to go and party, there's the party for that. If you want to go sit on the, you know, the lawn chairs and chill out with some people and smoke a joint, there's that too, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's all these little different things that I think Hedo being so big the way it is just has mm-hmm. so many different avenues to go explore your comfort level on how that works. Mm-hmm. Big time. 
Well, when you have safety, there's your anxiety goes down. You know, where there's no safety, there, there, you, if you have no safety, you automatically have anxiety. And we go to places where there's no anxiety. And I think a lot of the stuff that we, we deal with, everybody deals with when it comes to body image is because of the things that you see. You see that that's, you see them online. It's not necessarily the stuff that you see in front of you. Because anybody that's ever gone to a gym, you realize that you may see people that are in shape, uh, maybe better shape than you are, but after the second or third time you visit there, you don't even notice them anymore. Uh, what it is is we get filled with what we see on the media about this is the way things are supposed to be and this is how we're supposed to look. And when you go to a place like Hito in Jamaica, you're embraced by people that have a totally different philosophy about those types of deals, types of things. Well, and that's nice. Well, studies have shown that uh, people that go to nudist resorts um, and see other people that are naked and they see these perceived flaws that other people have and they see that most people don't adhere to or even come close to these Photoshop images that we mm -hmm. see on social media, like that can help heal poor body image mm -hmm. because they, they're able to see that these people are out here and they, they, they don't have the ideal perfection uh, with their bodies that, you know, that they themselves put on themselves. Yeah. Believe that certain level of perfection, they're their own style of perfection, they're their own type of perfection. Yeah, because remember that that's changed over years, too. Remember Marilyn Monroe in the 60s with the perfect body, but that was a size 10 or 12. You know, somewhere along the lines in the 90s, where oh, became Marilyn. Marilyn Monroe, yeah, uh, somewhere along the lines, uh, 80s and 90s, that that shape became something that became more of a two to four. Uh, a lot of it had to do with where clothes were being made overseas and things like that. Anybody's ever tried to order clothes that are from Japan or China, you'll notice that the Asian size is a little bit different than the American size. Yeah. Or the Chinese size. Uh, but that's what happens. This ebbs and flows. It ebbs and flows. And if you look now, if what you're seeing on TV, you're starting to notice that now the 10 or 12 is becoming more and more attractive, where the zero to two was attractive 10 years ago. We just tell people all the time, don't subscribe to what you see on media because they're just trying to sell you stuff. Go to a new network, you'll figure out that everybody's different. And they're as perfect, and I'm using the word perfect like people use the word flawed. They're as perfect as you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Really well, and that kind of leads into like, so that's the body image thing. The one thing that like most people have one thing on their body that they dislike. Mm -hmm. right. At least one thing. For me, and I, we talked about in the last segment, <clears throat> it's my balls. I don't mm -hmm. like my balls. Mm -hmm. so, I, so in a sense, um, that becomes even more heightened at Hedo. But for me, it's ne I, I never really thought of it an issue because, again, the conversations you have with people, nobody's staring at your fucking balls. <laughs> Nobody's you don't just stare at your balls. So no. it's like, no. that's the one thing if you have like Unless body you're issues. you're getting out of the pool and like really spreading eagle as you like. <laughs> and you should totally do that if you're getting out of the pool. Well, I saw <laughs> it a lot at Hito still, so. Well, <laughs> yeah, a couple of drinks are doing that, Tara. You know you are. Start a little bit. You're just like, oh, there's some balls. Perfect. <laughs> I've got two things I think I'd say. Uh, it would have definitely be the fact that I struggled with a little scoliosis over, over time. So my posture can feel that. I can feel that a lot in my posture and my form. And, you know, rowing machines and things like that happen, but it's just a spinal, it's a spinal issue. And two, it would be being uncircumcised. And then hearing the stigma that goes with being uncircumcised, you know what I mean? And having something that when you go there, it's just difficult to hide. So, you know what I mean? It, it, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, that is – I was self-conscious when I first got to Hito, then I noticed that probably 30% of the guys were, you know, and uh, I didn't have a lot of shame about that until I heard that, that maybe in American public, most people weren't. 
So, you know, it's, it's originally with African male, American males in Louisiana and myself where I grew up, it was pretty normal. But then reading all the articles about this and this and cleanliness, I know how to clean myself. I know how to take care of myself. I take good care of my body. I pride, but it's very important to me. But the perceptions are such. Mm-hmm. You know, that was something well, that I was by when I first got there. Well, and that's the whole self-love thing, right? Like loving yourself to put yourself in those scenarios, right? Mm-hmm. When, you get to, when you get to Hito, it's like they always say, welcome home, right? Like they, they give you that whole aspect of like, this is your home. So be comfortable in who you are. This is the place where you get to go and make it feel like it's home. Like just yes. like it's home, right? Like you're just around a bunch of friends, just getting naked like you might do on a regular Saturday night at a house party. But yep. <laughs> you bring up a good point though, like in that sometimes it is natural to go there and compare your flaws to somebody else. Like yeah. for me, my insecurity is definitely like my breasts. Mm-hmm. I love them, but I wish that when I put on like lingerie that they actually like filled it out or fit the way that they were meant to. And so that's one thing like I would go around at the resort and be like, oh, well, most of the women have implants and Mm-hmm. I'm like one of the few and yeah, it's just something I'm super aware of in that sense. Yeah. I'd say for me, it's after three kids, I've got some stretch marks on my butt. So <laughs> I do. So I try to hide them sometimes with cover up, but, um, and probably a little waking, you know, the last few years. Yeah. And they, we're all in the media world too. So being in the media world, uh, I feel like we are even more immersed in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. huge and oh, yeah. I talked to Kate about that because when I went to March Young Swingers Week I definitely was heavier than normal because I was going through a lot of depression with my dog dying mm-hmm. and I only had two weeks notice to go there so it's not like I could have just you know gone, done a beach body and you know lost that weight and it was depression weight so that's even more difficult to you to lose And it was different going there, being in the spotlight, you know, trying to have that self-confidence, but knowing that I still don't feel 100% comfortable. Yeah. You know, the fantastic part about it is that uh, I think that some of us, when we talk about that, we realize that that's bullshit. And I use my language, but that is something that I don't even, we can stress ourselves out about that sometimes. You know what I mean? We're on New Beach, we need to lose weight. Uh, Arian's grandma died, who raised her, died three weeks, four weeks before the last event. I think in that month, we went to Louisiana and we gained 10 pounds that month just eating. When you're in Louisiana, eating gravy and chicken and da 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 da. And I remember every meal we would talk about, hey, we got we got to go here. We're in the media. We got to go here, da 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 da. Uh, I remember look, I, was, I looked at her and I said, I don't give a damn. I don't care. I don't know. I don't care. Life catches up with everyone in a different way. You know what I mean? Everyone in a different way and everyone has a different set of circumstances. The people that like you are going to be the people that like you. We don't waste our time with people that don't. Mm-hmm. It's real simple because everyone is not supposed to like you and every, you're not supposed to fit everybody's bill. But like even when we saw you guys, you guys looked amazing when you were there. You looked amazing. So but you didn't know what I was going on in my head exactly. either, no. right? Oh yeah. yeah! Oh man, I run into that all the time. You, you show, and I do that in my head. She'll just calm me down. She's like, mm-hmm. "You don't have to be the black athlete right now. You can be the black psychotherapist that has." And there's a perception that goes with that mm-hmm. that says you're a dominant, but you're also a dad. You get what I mean? You're also a dad, and you're also a husband, and you're all these mm-hmm. things. And you're, you spend all your day. She tells me you spend all your day, ten hours a day, helping people. 
Sometimes we miss the gym and that's completely okay to mm-hmm. do. You know, so, and we, we embrace people to do the same thing. We hear that more than anything in sessions about working out about this, about that. And we're like, good God, you're, you're creating things and challenges and anxiety. You don't need to have. Sometimes that, uh, that actually, I mean, it's, it's, it's harmful. Yeah. It supersedes being like, you're no longer healthy because your mental state, you have these negative scripts going on in your mind Mm -hmm. that are primarily emotionally based that aren't rational. They're not at all. And a lot of the forms that we're looking at aren't healthy. You guys have to remember that a lot of the forms that we idolize are not physically healthy. They're not good for long-term living. You know what I mean? They're not good for the knees. It's not good for, if you want to live to 75 and enjoy it, some of the forms that we idolize will not allow you to live past 60 and enjoy it very well. Well, For example, I did bikini competitions and, you know, I was 110 pounds on stage and my health was so bad at that point because I was not eating carbs. I was on very high protein diet and my body had trouble with that. I was taking steroids just to look this certain way so that I might have the chance to win first next to 10 other girls in my height category. Like it's, Mm -hmm. It's Not stupid. It. And that's why when I went to Hito, I owned it. I got naked. I, I, because I wanted to show other women that it doesn't matter, right? Like, I, I will always take the pictures and always have fun, regardless of what my weight is. That's not going to stop me. I definitely no. had to go through some, you know, but that's, conversations I- in my head, but... That's growth too. That's the one thing that I was just about to say. That's one thing that you do at Hedo that kind of happens. Like if you are going in with insecurities, Hedo will take them away from you. Take them away. Such a calming place that you have the ability to go on the prude side and and be there. But you you'll hear the party over there. You'll hear the people, and you know that it's over there. And guess what? You you just have that inkling, like. Well, what does it hurt? Oh, I saw that person walk by. They're probably about my size or like oh, that person walked by. They're probably a little bit bigger than me. And like, even though we're going to compare, just it is what it is. But there's one thing about Hito that just takes that all away. And I just want to thank you guys so much for, uh, you know, sharing this information. We're going to cut to a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to actually ask you guys some IG questions that we received about body ish image issues. So stay tuned. Got it. Isn't our audio sounding sexier than normal? Wondering why? It's thanks to our member-only community. We have a member-only Patreon account where we share all kinds of exclusive content and behind-the-scenes footage of ourselves. It's the only platform where we share the more intimate side of ourselves and are so happy to have it. Membership starts at only $5 a month and gives you access to our sexy blog, never-before-seen travel photos, a chance to join in on our monthly live stream smoke show, and more. Not only that, you are directly supporting us, which means we get to invest more into our biz and get things like a sexy new mics and hiring a videographer. Visit patreon.com slash sexuninterrupted and choose a membership tier today. And we're back. Oh my God, I knew he was going to do it. Every time. <laughs> I like it. I like the, I like the voice. <laughs> so we are back with Kate. Um, this is our IG question segment. So we have a bunch of IG questions that came in from some people, and we actually wanted to create some of our own because um, just of the different people that we've been talking to, like you and Charlie and Arian, um, we wanted to kind of talk about some things. So me first. Okay. <laughs> this one is so cute. I'm Harry. Do more ladies prefer shave, trim, or all natural? 
On a man? Yeah. I really don't like all the way shaved, is what I can say. I, I prefer trim. Like, all the way shaved just feels and looks a little bit off to me. Like, I like, I don't know, I like a little fuzzy patch, but let's not get out of control, you know? Yeah. Like, let's keep it within the boundaries of a certain area. So like, I say well groomed. Yeah. Trimmed, manicured, good. Manscaped. Using yeah, manscaped yeah. products, you can totally do that. You can use the promo code. You can pro- use a promo code sex uninterrupted and get 20% off of some amazing stuff. That's great for your balls. Yeah. He just actually got it today. So he's pretty pumped. Oh, really? He left them unshaved for like a, a week and a half. So. Oh yeah. No, they're, they're hairy as fuck. I am so excited to my <laughs> but, manscaped. Product. But I, I don't like the, the bear down either because I find it also makes me break out a lot too. Like my skin yeah. is really sensitive. Yeah. I, I feel that. And it just, it looks weird. It's almost like I don't want to look at that part. There's just too much of a gap between your belly button and your penis. It's just there's it's too long of a road. <laughs> it's like I'm going to do the up, down. And like, and, that's and the one thing about I like about Hito, too, is like you see people from afar. It's like so when they get up to you, it's like that awkwardness of staring at like looking, trying to figure out what's under their clothes is no longer there because you're like, you've already seen it from afar. It's like it's not going to change in like 30 seconds. And something magical is just going to pop out. And with women, I don't know. Like, I like seeing a whole variety on women. I like it all. Yeah. Like, I see all all kinds at Hito. And I don't, I, I just, because probably my pussy is in every stage at some point in the year. So, as I can appreciate it. I'm like, yep, I know. <laughs> I like checking out butts. <laughs> Like, like hairy butts or just like no, that? No, no, no. I like just appreciating someone who definitely either is like really blessed or took a lot of time to sculpt that booty. Because I just <laughs> like like a really nice butt is hard to find on a man or a woman. So like when I see one, I just sit there like and just. Did you check out James's then? Well, I'm just going to wait till he manscapes and gets it all everything like ready to go. And check yeah, it out yeah. when I see you. <laughs> he, he, he has the butt I wish I had. Like, it's not even <sighs> fair. Hockey? No, he did really? football. He swam. Ski. I would, Ski. I would say hockey players had, have good butts from all the backwards skating. It's like like the perfect ledge, you know? Like, it's so unfair. <laughs> Perky? Yes. I, I smack it probably like 30 times a day. I can't help yeah. it. Oh, I'm a butt grabber, too. I love <laughs> I got like these pointy nails just because it's even more fun. To oh, see. yes. <laughs> I'll give you pre-consent. You can touch my butt in October. I'm pre-consenting to you touching my butt in October. Okay. Just to let you know, they might be sharper. But okay. I hope I you're wearing a BDSM bead. He's used to it. <laughs> no, I'm not wearing the BDSM bead. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Next question. Uh, how do you keep from comparing yourself to others? Um. I don't think there's a way to 100% not compare yourself to someone else, but I think it's really the perception of what you're seeing and what translates to and what you're thinking. Like rather than saying like, fuck that bitch. Like she thinks she looks so hot because she's got her like hair extensions and like her fake butt and whatever. Like you can turn around and be like, okay, I admit that that chick is smoking hot. She paid for that beautiful fake ass. Her hair looks amazing. Maybe I'm just being 
you know, catty and stupid. It's all about how you see it, right? Like, yeah, 100%. So, so yeah, like, there are going to be beautiful women in the room that are going to make you feel insecure, but that doesn't mean that you can't be that person's friend. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And if they're, if they're uptight and conceited and that's who they are and they're the, like, I think Cooper said it best, the highway proportional people, then maybe they're just not the right people for you. Yeah. Well, and that to me automatically makes you less attractive. Like if you have a smoking hot body, but a bad attitude, I'm not going to want to proceed with anything that requires me spending more time with you and your bad attitude. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Again, I think that's like one of the next questions. Anyways. What was it? Boom. Uh, <laughs> Do you find confidence and personality more attractive than a body? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, same. I have thought people were really hot, and then I felt uncomfortable with the way they approached me, or um, I guess certain viewpoints or things that they would say, and I was like, okay, like I can't do that. And then I've surprised myself with people and hooked up with people that I was just really comfortable with for a long time, and then that like evolved into something, and I was like, wow. Never thought this would happen, but I guess it's because we're actually friends now. So, yeah. Yeah, same here. I'm in the same boat. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, looking good is fine if, like, we're not – if we're just going to part ways afterwards and not keep in touch and not really know each other. But that seems to be less and less my style the older I get. Same here. Yeah. Preaching. And then yeah, you, like you and have then, to work for it. You got to take me on a pretend little date or something, you know? Right. Aww. But then you add super awesome sex skills with a personality and confidence. Fuck. Winning. <laughs> yeah. Like a good body is a great vessel, but that doesn't, you know, that doesn't mean you're going to have great sex because they have a great body. Yeah. That is so true. Okay. Um, next question. All. Have you experienced or seen body shaming in your line of work? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think less uh, nowadays than, say, 10 years ago in any industry, say, whether it be, you know, the adult industry with modeling or acting or stripping. I think before, let's say, like, 10 years ago, people were a little more judgmental and it was a little more okay to be critical about people's flaws I think Mm -hmm. now as much as people say like we're such a more sensitive generation oh my god everyone's always offended you can't say anything but you know that I think yeah we live in a time where it's not cool to body shame anymore yeah but I think I see less and less of it yeah I I agree even going to like raves nowadays so we don't go out to raves very often anymore because we're 32 now and it takes a toll on the body. But <laughs> when we do go, I see these girl, like women who are 19, 18 year olds at these raves and they are owning their bodies, like wearing their little like bikinis and they don't care what anybody thinks. And I think back to when I was 19 or 18, God, the shame, the body shame I had for myself was enormous. I would never be caught wearing something like that. So yeah. I think it's going in a positive direction. Absolutely. It, it totally is because, you know, 19-year-old me, I was that girl that dressed like that. And the shame that I got from everyone else was like, it came from all directions, you know, like family, friends, former friends, like people that didn't even know me. It was just like, you know, I modeled in a magazine or like, sorry, in a calendar, like was one of my first gigs and I was topless. I had my hair covering my boobs. I was wearing boots and like, that got me labeled into the biggest slut ever and things just like 
it was a whirlwind from there. But now I feel like if you did that, people would be like, you know, high-fiving you and telling you how great you are on Instagram or whatever. Like, it's a cool time. Like I said, it's a cool time to be slutty. (laughs) That's awesome. So that actually wraps up this segment. So I want to say thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thanks for having me, guys. That was fun. Yes. Now, how can, what do you have coming up? So you're going to be at Young Springers Week every single time. (laughs) <laughs> Looks like, yeah. So as of next year, um, four times a year. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And then uh, also, how do people get a hold of you? Where do they find you? Uh, you can find all my info at katemax.com. There you can find links to grab my Snapchat, my OnlyFans, my Instagram, Twitter, all that. katemax.com. Sweet. Awesome. Again, thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. Thanks, I'm looking Max. forward to seeing you. I know, one month. Yeah. <laughs> it's like 21 days. It's not like, it's... Well, from I when know. this show comes out, because this is going to come out next Friday. So it'll be like two weeks from this. I'm going to be creeping on James's butt. <laughs> now that you've like warned me about it. It's like, have you seen James? It's like, okay, well, soon yeah. enough. <laughs> Check it out. I'm going to be doing my squat. All scores. My squat thrust. He doesn't even, he's never done a squat in his life. and My bun busters. What is this? Like genetics? Purely genetics? Yeah. His mom is from Montreal. I thought you were going to say, like, his mom from Montreal have to do with Usually, anything? It's the fact that she Montreal. has a fucking massive legs and a big butt that I got massive legs and a big butt. I say built like a quarter horse. Yeehaw! <laughs> Alrighty, again, thanks, Kate. Uh, we're going to wrap this up. Thank you, guys. And uh, we're going to cut to Charlie and Arian's questions now. And we're back. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome to the Sex Interrupted Show. No, welcome back. The Sex Interrupted Show with Tara and James. I'm James. I'm bored. Oh, your... great. Of my stuff. <laughs> Yay. We have a great... <laughs> so we're in our last segment with our IG questions. And uh, Tara is going to probably make me edit that out, but I'm not going to. No, I'm not. Um, but anyways we got some IG questions here that we just wanted to ask you guys that we got from our Instagram followers and we kind of broke them out because we had some different ones from uh, different perspectives like one from like we gave one for Kate and and one for you guys guys, so okay got you okay um, so question number two do you think body images can lead to jealousy body image issues I believe it can lead to insecurity that can lead to jealousy yeah. So we need to first discover what primary emotion is there before we go into the secondary yeah. feelings that are happening. Right. And that's, uh, that's usually where we get caught up. Mm-hmm. You know, typically when you're dealing with jealousy, a lot of times when we're working with couples, what we're dealing with is usually a pattern. You know what I mean? It's a pattern within the relationship. The pattern, you, you, one thing that we posted today, even we talked about relationships being transactional. When we, when we talk about that, uh, the thing to understand is that People gravitate towards people that fit them. You guys get what I mean? It, not only do they fit your securities, but they also fit and form your, help you form some of your insecurities as well. So you would have to include body image with that too. Because you're people with body image. Uh, whenever you have body image issues, that becomes the main focal point of your self-worth and self-esteem. Mm-hmm. And everything else that makes you who you are, your humor, your wit, your intelligence, your kindness, all of that's thrown out the window. And the only thing you judge yourself based on, upon is your 
perceived body image, like how you see your physical, like how, your physical appearance and how you see your body. Give me an example. When I met Arian, she was 112 pounds, 110, 112 pounds, in an unhappy relationship, 105 to 110 pounds. I was, and that's what she I was like. wasn't hungry. She wasn't hungry. 102 at a period of time, model for Gap. Okay, you like magazines and things like that. Well, uh, when we met 20 years, I mean, uh, 10 years later, well, even three years later, I think you gained 10 pounds the first year. Uh -huh. uh, we, you call it happy weight. Yeah. Uh, I was very, very happy with that weight. I was encouraged because, you know, I, really my, what I wanted to see in a woman was definitely more full than what, you know, her ex wanted to see. I'm with you, bro. I'm <laughs> with you. I like booties and titties. You know what I'm saying? I like both. That requires eating some hamburgers to get there. And I used to tell her all the time, you're going to eat this hamburger. She'd say, no, I'm not going to eat this. Nope, we're eating hamburgers today, girlfriend. And progressively, as we got happier, we also gained a little more weight. But we were able to accept each other. And she also knew that that was the type of body shape that I preferred and that I wanted. Those are my preferences. And I don't think I had a body shape preference for, for myself uh, just because I had so much anxiety that I just, I wasn't hungry. Mm -hmm. So I really didn't know what my preference was for my body type and still, until I started getting really comfortable and eating more and filling out my clothes more. I just, I felt like for myself at least, I felt mm -hmm. more womanly mm -hmm. and I like that. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I know, like, when I was doing the bikini modeling, I did not feel womanly at all. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> it didn't look womanly. Well. Yeah. I didn't no, think that. I, mean, I don't mean it in a bad way. Well, but you. like, Yes, it just didn't look like, like, I, like, she looked like skin and bones. Yeah. Well, and, and, just, and I was. And she was. Yeah. And she was. And she was quite fit. And she was like, you know, but it just like cutting the water weight and doing all this stuff. It's just unhealthy. It's just so unhealthy. Yeah, I've got one of my, my best friends that we, we, we played sports together. He ended up winning a silver medal in the Olympics, and he's 76 kilograms. He's the number two Olympian. He's a number two wrestler in the world for about six years. TC Dantzler. And TC, bet, best shape ever. And then had two strokes at 42, 40. I mean, at a, no, actually 36, I'm sorry, not 42. 36 had two strokes last year. And uh, lost the ability to speak for a period of time. And I remember him calling me and saying, hey, look, there's something to this happiness because he wasn't really in a happy relationship at the time. They needed to get some help and things. He says, there's something to this happiness and eating thing that you've been telling me about. Yeah. So, uh, and especially with wrestlers, they cut weight like bikini models. Yeah, you know, the same thing. Yeah. You do the same thing. Yeah. So what you two were doing, show, it just shows you where the inroad could have been. And that's not health. That's just yeah. not health. No, I did it for like, a year and then I was like mm, I can't do this I need I need to go I need to not feel guilty about going out for a nice dinner with my partner and beer. having a glass of wine or beer yep. with it you know yes. and yes. I nice and I don't feel guilty anymore now it's like I really just enjoy it like it's pleasure like I eat for pleasure yes basically. that's yes. what I do now <laughs> when during our smoke show during our live smoke show like two days ago we had a whole box of donuts <laughs> Oh, yes. so much pleasure. It is pleasure. <laughs> and you know, that's the thing that the heat, when we talk about hedonism, you guys got to remember that we also got to talk about the fact that food is, they get great food down there. We get down to hedonism all the time. We're like, oh, we're going to have a hamburger without the bun. I'm like, screw that. We're at hedonism. These are some of the best hamburgers I've ever had. And the jerk chicken rocks. Oh, so, the jerk chicken. Jerk chicken. I know. Okay, stop, stop. I got, you're you're, you're, so kill, you're right killing now. me right now. I love watching people walk to the nude pool with a hamburger on a plate. 
Hell yeah. Nothing religious about that, okay? I love watching people naked eating. Like, eating, yes. We're getting away from the IG questions, guys. We're talking about okay. food. Like, well, I'm hungry. Okay, well, I got to get back to the IG questions about body image issues, and we're sitting here talking about eating. Okay. Burgers. Okay, so how do you keep from comparing yourself to others? Oh, that changed gears. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Bingo. Uh, I would I would say that it takes practice. Mm -hmm. I don't think that uh, many of us are good at it mm -hmm. uh, because mm -hmm. we all do it, especially like we keep mention mentioning with social influences, like with social media. Even though genetics plays such a huge role in our body types, but we all want to look the same. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and it's nearly unfortunate. It is. Yeah, because one thing that we do is we take breaks from social media. And they're probably longer than you should when it comes to having your own show and trying to build your own thing. Uh, there's We got a laundry list of 150 things we should be doing right now with our tons of content. But our laundry list of what we want to do with our relationship is much more important. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that we have to do sometimes. Sometimes Aaron and I won't check in on social media for five days. Because we'll notice that it starts affecting us. Like I, yeah. for me at least, it'll start affecting me. And yeah. How I judge my appearance based upon the pictures that I'm seeing that are obviously yeah. altered. Yeah, and because because and we'll look at it in the balance of our own our relationship or balance of our own lives and realize that it's not necessarily the pictures. It could be, man, we're working a lot with the kids here, or we're doing this, or we're building this company over here, or we're doing this. We've got so many things that we want to build that we're building now that are effective and they're doing very well that we don't want to get lost in something that's irrelevant. You know what I mean? That's really what it is. We got to maintain our focus because there are days where we're working and we work out in the mornings, right? But there are days where we have to skip the workout and get right to the clinic. And guess what? The clinic is what pays us. So, uh, and it's also what makes our kids happy. It's what makes us happy. So we try to step back a little bit and keep it in perspective and say, this person looks like this, but this person is different from us. And part of that is like I mentioned earlier, recognizing those standard scripts you have in your head. Mm -hmm. Like when you notice someone different than you or some, has some attribute, physical attribute that you would want yourself to have, recognizing that thought and then really rationalizing it and saying, well, what's, there's nothing wrong with my body. You know, this person to the left has a completely different body and this person to the right has mm -hmm. a completely different body as well. And I think when you get in a nude environment, mm -hmm. you're able to see that. You are, especially in Jamaica. Well, and comparing yourself to one another is like it happens in the non-monogamy world a lot. Like when you're having sex in the same room as somebody else, some people don't even like it because they don't like to hear the sounds that are coming from their wife because they come too fast from just that, right? Like listening to their wife getting pleasured or even just comparing your sexual skills like a blowjob skills or how you have sex as a male can also make another male intimidated and also potential performance issues can start coming up for this. So comparing yourself is very, it's going to happen. It's going to happen in this lifestyle. It's just learning how to recognize it. Like just because he does something different to her doesn't mean makes you any less adequate at pleasing her. Let's just make it better. Yeah. Make it better. Yeah. All this is optional. That's what we say. You know what I mean? It really is. So. Well, that's also good to ask questions outside of that. Like asking questions to the guy. Like, so what did you do? Like, how did you learn those moves? Or <laughs> like, whatever, right? Like, that's true. how can we not? Yeah. Like, yeah. this is all about sharing information and communication. Right? Yeah. We, we profess to be lawyers with one another. We do. If we notice that something, uh, 
uh, something was really arousing to the other person or someone enjoyed something a whole lot. Reject that shit. We're like, wow, I need to put that in my toolbox. Right we're there. doing that now. <laughs> we're so right. Exactly. With each other because we're big watchers with each other. Uh, if one of the reasons that Arian loves strip clubs so much, like we mentioned off, off show there for a second, is because Arian likes to see this dance. What does she do? I saw you get an erection during this period of time. What does she do? I'm stealing that later. So it is something that kind of works. And I do the same thing in reverse. That's awesome. So. Next question. <laughs> Which one did you want me to ask, James? Number five. Okay. Do you find confidence and personality more attractive than a body? Oh, um, what would you say? What is you? What's your question? That's, I'm not answering now. I mean, attractiveness <laughs> and arousal, but it's so complicated. <clears throat> I don't think, I don't think you could pin it to one thing. Which one do you find out of the two? I think of the choice. Which one do I yeah, find? Yeah, I think she gave you like a choice. Though. More attractive? Confidence. So yeah, personality uh, or confidence or body. Which one, like, would you most likely to guess play with then? Probably personality. I would say personality. You know, it sounds crazy, but I used to say, I would say body before, but as we've grown closer and our attractions have kind of gotten closer, we noticed that we, I mean, I hate to say it, but the, the numbers tell everything. Uh, personality really starts kind of winning there for a minute. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. That used to be, that was an insult back in the day. She or he or she has a great personality. No, man, personality can do us in. Yeah, right? I agree. <laughs> well, and it gets it like, and having somebody with a personality and confidence, like, holy yeah. shit, like now they get, they're approaching you in a way so that you can also like be the receiver and give consent and all that stuff. It like, it puts people's like almost environment at ease when you approach somebody with confidence to say, asking a question, like, can I even give you a hug? Like when you're oh, naked yes. on a beach, when you're naked on a beach, that it becomes quite personal. <laughs> like, exactly. it, it does we had, a, we had a young lady once come up to us and that we were, it, we were at, around a lot of music at Hito and she, she, she kept trying to talk to us and we, I could kind of hear her but she was kind of we had a lot then, of conversations, lot of going, conversations on. going on and then the music broke and she goes I just want to know if you guys and she said I want to know if you guys fuck and we were like whoa <laughs> Blue. That's what she said. It was perfect timing. The music stopped. The music stopped, and it was very loud. And, and everybody stopped and turned and everyone looked. Stopped. And I looked at her and I said, "You've got a lot of confidence." And Erin looks at her and she goes, "Well, yes, we do." <laughs> you answered the question. That's awesome. I was we shocked by that. I mean, but it was really cool that she was a confident person. Ended up talking to her. Yeah, she's pretty confident. And people that know what they want is there's something to be said about that. That yeah, is awesome. Guys, you don't want to work that hard. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so last and final question. Uh, do you find in the kink community that body image issues are less than in the lifestyle community? I would say yes. Yes. Definitely. Mm -hmm. I would say that we definitely feel as comfortable in the kink community uh, because of that. The kink community is all about acceptance, and uh, there's, there's, there's not a ton of pressure to perform for anyone else except for who you show up there with. You know what I mean? So that is that in some ways, a lot of people find that a little bit more relaxing. You know, King community is, is very regimented when it comes to checks and balances. Mm -hmm. and there's some fun to be said about that. There's a lot of discussion about what's going to happen at Hedo before you get there. And there's a lot of, uh, you know, and there's so many dynamics within the kink community. That's sexy. Yeah. 
So you have the power dynamics, you have the mm-hmm. gear, you mm-hmm. have the sensory, you know, deprivation or stimulation, whatever is happening, like going mm-hmm. on. Like there's just, it's, it's so multifaceted that mm-hmm. it doesn't, you don't need one thing to and, turn you on. And the judgment can be lower sometimes or it should be. Uh, because when you see someone doing something, you know they're doing it on their own terms, typically, especially if it's a healthy relationship. So you're not drawing a judgment saying, I wouldn't do that if I was her. Or, I wouldn't do that if I was him. You know, where you, we're outsiders sometimes, and you don't call people outsiders because most people are into some sort of kink, uh, don't always understand. So it's, it's nice to be able to sit back and be like, I don't have to understand what they're doing. I just look like they're doing it consensually. And that's it. I don't need to, my, my voice and my opinion does not matter. Yeah, yeah. I, I tend to see that too. In we the see kink, that too. Kink community, just a little bit more. Um, yeah, like you said, checks and balances a little bit. Well, and it's open to like interpretation. Like, uh, like even talking to uh, Marcus from Leathermasters, um, he's had gay subs, but he's a heterosexual male. Like yeah. that hold the aspect it's like it doesn't matter who you are if you're willing to submit or flesh you're willing to be dumb yeah <laughs> yeah you're to submit you're right you have that in you and that's one thing i've always liked about arian doing it is arian and i doing it together is that when i see her i know how incredibly strong of a woman she is but when people see her wearing a daddy's girl shirt i've had people ask before is she is she timid is she this i was like no actually she'll Pretty damn educated, will whoop your ass, been through a lot of shit in life, and raises a hell of a family. Uh, but she doesn't really care what you think about what, who she is. And she's not going to spend a lot of time trying to convince you of that. And I think that that's the part of confidence, especially when you go to places like Hedo, where you can exhibit that. Where people just, you just don't need to, who cares what someone thinks? Are they paying your bills? You know what I mean? Are they, are they giving you a prescription for happiness? No, they're I not. I feel like Hedo's paying this entire video <laughs> bills. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, since you put it that way. <laughs> but anyways, uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, um, I guess we're just going to wrap this yeah, up. Yeah, wrap up um, the episode. Thank you guys so much for taking the time on your busy schedule. This is my next question. How can everybody get a hold of you? Well, you can find us at HedoPlanner.com. You guys know about that because we got the week of EDM coming up next July. March is almost sold out. I'd love to push March right now, but March is almost sold out. October is sold out. Uh, this October is sold out. Uh, then we've got week of EDM and we've got week of kink, which week of EDM, I think, just went on sale a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. So these things are selling out faster. Up until recently, it was hard to what March would sell. Like right before March, it was impressive. March will be sold out the next week. So it's, it's kind of cool. But you can also find us at sexbecause.com. Right. And on all social media, mm-hmm. I mean, sex because. Yep, that's it. That's awesome. Thank I, you, you guys, for taking time to come on our show today and get us all excited for Hedo. And, and, and help a lot of people that potentially might have body image issues that want to go to a place like Hedo or Desire Temptations, any one of those where you are going to potentially be naked or even a nudist resort like you guys went to in South Texas. But um, I think that that's, uh, I think we, we got to shed some light on some of the fact that like, you know, everybody's going to have something that they dislike, but you know, it's, it's okay if you love it, love yourself. It's, it'll all work itself out. Life's too short, baby. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, well, thank you guys. And again, thank you, hashtag Sue Crew, for listening all the way to the end. We will be, uh, our episode will be coming out Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. And until next time.
Thank you for tuning into the show. If you enjoyed this sexy show, you can find more at sexuninterrupted.com. Don't forget that you can also follow us on Twitter at SXUninterrupted, Instagram at sex.uninterrupted, Facebook, and YouTube. If you want to directly support what we do, please check out patreon.com slash sexuninterrupted today and join our community. We'll see you here next Friday at 2 p.m. on the West Coast and 5 p.m. on the East Coast on the Voice America Variety Channel.